Welcome to the Coventry Telegraph Pink Podcast. I'm James Roger and I'm joined by Andy Turner. Hi James. I'm joined by Ada McCartney. You right, James? And I'm joined by our producer Daniel Smith. Today Hi James. Um, and today we will be discussing, uh, we'll, well we'll be previewing the uh, the first two games of the season, one in the league and one in the cup. Um, but before we do that, um, there's a new signing uh, in advance talks, Andy, with a Finnish lad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we understand that um, Jahani... Ajala, which is he's enough for me to say, um, uh, is currently uh, in the building training with the Sky Blues um, and uh, clearly uh, in, in talks with a view to a move here. Um, so we're, we're waiting to see really. Um, what we know about him is uh, he's a big centre half and played 15 times for his country. He's 27 year old and, um, uh, and crucially he's a free agent, uh, having spent some the last three seasons in the uh, Russian Premier League um, with a team called Terek Grozny. Um, uh, so he's available uh, to, to sign and uh, Tony Maru said after the game against Portsmouth on Tuesday night that um, that he was hoping to uh, to sign a, a couple of centre-halves ahead of the weekend. Uh, I think that was part of his sort of thinking behind playing Sam Ricketts and Jordan Willis, who um, we all thought would have been left out because of both been sort of coming back from um, knee niggles, really, and um, because Sam is uh, is 34 as well, um, you know, he struggles to play three games in a week. It was really unfair on him, really, to expect him to play three games in a week. So, um, but that was sort of clearly in his in his thinking when he made that decision. So, um, so yeah, we'll wait to see and um, wait to see whether um, they get him over the line this this. Um, this week ahead of the weekend's game at Shrewsbury. Yeah, as you mentioned, he's 27, isn't he? And he's uh, he's six foot three, so obviously a big, tall, strapping lad. Um, do, would you imagine that he's going to come into? Well, you imagine he'd be, you know, one of the names on the team sheet. Well, I mean, it, these things are always complicated um, in terms of you know getting international clearance, all that sort of stuff, and um, you know, um, but uh, if it all goes through, then I'm sure he will be involved in the squad, and um, we have to wait and see, really. We broke the news yesterday, didn't we? We did, yeah. Andy um, worked out who yeah, was. How did yeah, you do how that, Andy? We want to know. Uh, I can't say. <laughs> Skills of investigative journalism, I think. Uh, but no, yeah, he was in the stands on the obviously on Tuesday night, wasn't he? He was, yes. Yeah, so he was there, and um, you know, um, um, Tony Mo. We asked Tony Moby afterwards about him, and he revealed that he's a, a Finnish lad. So. Um, um, and he was talking about two centre halves because we thought actually, to be honest, he's, he's quite. Um, uh, he's, he's going to be uh, popular with the ladies, I think, because he's a very tall, blonde, good-looking lad. Um, and uh, we thought he was a striker at first, but um, um, it turns out he's a, he's a centre half. But uh, I like my centre halves, uh, uh, big and ugly. Um, you know, stick the red in there when it hurts, rather than pretty boys. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> a Europa League experience as well. Yeah, he? played against Liverpool. He did um, back in 2012 13. Yeah, scored an own goal, but uh, redeemed himself by scoring an equaliser to make it 2 2, and they eventually lost 5 3 to, to Liverpool. Played against Joe Cole that night. He did, yeah. I think it's one of the things we've got to note is he might not have played that many games in his career 150 appearances, six goals since about 2008, according to uh, Transfer Market. But um, he's had a serious injury, uh, what, 2015, so he's been out for a long period of time. So he's coming back into it now. Uh-oh. But but it's just one of those things that, <laughs> that happens in football, doesn't it? It's cruciate ligament, we, we understand. And um, that's about, what, nine months out. So mm-hmm. he's, he's come back from that and uh, 
he went on loan and stuff. But you know, it's, it's one of them. So he's just a he, he might be really what fits the bill really. He reminds me of Vlad, you know, with um, international experience, say, yeah. unknown quantity, you know, a bit like that. And he, we've all seen how good Vlad has already been, mm. so, you know, at Gavshev. So hopefully it'd be similar. I mean, there's always an element of risk with these things, um, you know, because they, like you say, they are a bit of an unknown, unknown quantity. But um, you know, the, Coventry will have done all their checks, and the fact that he's got this far. Um, and, and clearly, sort of um, uh, at the club at Brighton at the moment in time, where Moby will be sort of running the rule over him. Um, I mean, who knows? He might even have played in that game last night, yesterday for the 21s at Derby. Um, you know, we haven't got any details of the team sheet, but uh, it's all a bit sketchy um, at, at this moment in time. But we understand that, well, I understand that um, the LA Galaxy lad. Um, uh, uh, Jack McBean played in that game as well as Kane Smith who's on trial at the club at the moment uh, you're right back so um, uh, he may well have played in that and may, may have featured in that and it, it may just be a trial situation at the moment I don't know but um, you know Tony Moby was talking about signing two centre-halves there was a centre-half um, in the stands on Tuesday night um, who was from Finland and um, you know we think it's uh, Jahani Ajala uh, of course, the other thing to, that's emerged since we last did the podcast was the arrival of Lewis Page, is that? Yes, uh, from West Ham. I signed on a six-month loan, five-month loan. Uh, yeah, he looks the part. A left-back come in, attacking left-back. Uh, quite a talented youngster, by all accounts. Was on loan at Cambridge last year. Uh, yeah, so see how he gets on. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really interesting because uh, he was signed at lunchtime on Tuesday and went straight into the squad with was an unused sub, which... Um, uh, it's just interesting the fact that he was on the on the bench. Um, uh, it clearly um, gave a little bit of a shove to Ryan Haynes, who was outstanding on the night. Um, unsurprisingly, um, you know, he scored a goal, had a hand in the winner, um, played really well going forward, particularly um, uh, after the second half. Uh, sorry, in the second half onwards. Um, so, uh, Tony Murray talks about afterwards how uh, Lewis Page is bringing real competition, and now he's got those two sort of battling it out for that that sort of left. Um, wing back sort of slot um, I expect it wouldn't surprise me if Blues Page started at the weekend um, but it's certainly uh, great to have that competition um, and it certainly had an immediate impact on, on um, Ryan Haynes who I spoke to afterwards and um, we've got a story going in tomorrow's paper and an online to, later today with, with Ryan and he talks about that and he said yeah it's, it's really sort of made, made him sort of up his game you know um, uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Can they move Haynes inside? Play them both? No, I don't think no. so. No. 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 It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Well, I mean, you see, it's just good competition. You know, it's long yeah, old season, and you know, you know, one may get injured, one may get yeah. suspended, and one may lose a bit of form. You know, Ryan's got the shirt at the moment. You know, maybe he'll stick with him and, and give him a go on Saturday. Again, but um, but you know, wait to see. it's good to have options, though, isn't it? That's the it thing, is. It's, it? when you've got to have yeah. good players competing with good players for the same position, and yeah. that's the. I think that's that's the key to and the aim of most managers. You know, they want you know they'll have their preferred eleven, but you know they want a second eleven that could come in and do exactly the job like for like, so that um, there's continuity when injuries, suspensions kick in. Absolutely, especially with the uh, Chris Stokes injury, it's just it's, it's good to have more bodies at left back. Definitely. But obviously, the most important, the most interesting thing about Lewis Page is the name of his girlfriend. Uh, Page Lewis, we think. Yeah. Remarkable. Yes. There we go. Now, and one thing about Lewis Page is that he does look very. He looks very West Ham, doesn't he? I thought that as soon as I saw his face, I thought he he, did, like he, looks, he looks like a West Ham boy. 
I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Really am. He obviously played Juventus. Smart haircut, yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Smart haircut, slip back. I just thought he's he's West Ham all over. But no, obviously one one thing um, that I do want to bring up is that uh, Andy, you've looked at the uh, early season positives in today's paper. Um, really good piece, and uh, you do say that Ryan Haynes does need to add aggression. And that's yeah. something that Tony Mowbray's kind of echoed as well, doesn't he? He says that they need to add aggression to their game if they want success this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony was talking about uh, Ryan as well um, further on in the interview after the match and, and sort of saying, you know, that he's such a, a well-brought-up kid and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fantastic, you know. Um, you know, and uh, But he, he compared it to, I think himself, sort of brought up on a council estate where if you get slapped, you slap somebody back sort of thing. Um, he sort of used that sort of uh, analogy, but um, yeah, he wants him just to be, uh, just bring out a little bit of a nastier side to to his game, really, because he's just a little bit too nice. But you know, he's got all the talent, um, or, um, in, you know, in the world. He's got great pace, uh, he's got skill, he's got an, an eye for goal, good shot, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, he just needs to add a, as the whole team do, really, just a bit of physicality, just a bit of nastiness, nastiness, really, just to have that sort of ruthless. Um, killer instinct really to uh, to do do a little bit better we'll be dissecting uh, the win over Portsmouth in part two uh, but before we do that um, obviously Ryan Haynes scored a goal on that but before we do that uh, the draw um, was made last night it's more exciting it was, uh, a long yeah a long, 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 long time yeah. we were told it would be ten o'clock and then it comes into about half ten in the end I think it was I thought they were just going to do the draw regardless of whether the other fixtures had finished it was uh, it was very frustrating it was very frustrating sit waiting there 45 minutes it was, it was very annoying there wasn't using seeing Villa um, yes Villa were um, very amusing um, defensively terrible I lost 3-1 to Luton if anyone hasn't seen and I'm sure lots of Coventry City fans very, sure very much enjoyed that. that one what sort of side did they put out? it was quite strong they made, a, they they made, made seven changes but, but on paper sorry that team was a good side to be a League 2 side who, you know, they, Luton were effective they played well but nothing special, nothing special. They might get most this year, but they're, they're I, certainly To be honest, I think they will probably get right. They beat Plymouth through now at the weekend. Yeah, no, they, they, they were, they're probably a good side this year, but, but they're still a League 2 side with League 2 players. I, I just so. tuned in to the end to see uh, oh, Mateo looking a bit confused and yeah. Clark with his hands. But it was, hands, it was so. very frustrating because the, the, the draw was delayed until after the penalties were finished in the Leeds and QPR game. You're like, well, just do the bloody draw. It was, a, <laughs> it was very frustrating. But we got, in the end, we were the final ball out um, Ian Dowie, you know, we all know him. You know, uh, the sales manager that he currently is, and Sky's pundit. That's right. Uh, yes, uh, he uh, did the draw and he pulled out Norwich City. Away, away. Ooh, I've, I've Which is a dreadful I've, trip on a Tuesday, Tuesday on Wednesday night. Yeah, and it's it's not a great draw really for, for City because you know they're a good side, and even if they put out a a, a weakened side. Yeah. It's still going to be pretty strong, isn't it? You know, we we saw they've got a, a real yep. strength and depth in their squad, yep. so it's going to be a tough tie. I mean, it doesn't mean to say that City can't uh, go there and win, of course, um, because you know they're in the game for large periods in the pre-season friendly, and it was just sort of later on in the game when they added a bit of a bit of pace and a, yeah, it's a just, bit of flair. It's just a bit depressing for fans. It's as just well, a bit it? of a frustrating yeah. draw, really, isn't it? Because it's, it's not, not at home. Thing or another, is it? It's not it's at home, and Darby, it's not so. it's not a massive Championship club, and it's not yeah. a Premier. No, and it's two hundred eighty mile round trip as well on the Tuesday yeah. night. You know, that's. I mean, Good point. But also the um, you know the another fact of the draw was that Wolves and Stoke were left in it as well, just at the end, and it was Wolves, Stoke, Coventry City. You know, we could have played it any of them, so it was very unfortunate we got Norwich. But you so, know, by the time we play them, um hopefully there'll be a few more bodies in the building and this the side'll be distinctly uh, different to the one that went out and played yeah. in the pre season. The game we played the week of the twenty second uh, twentieth, sorry, twenty second, yeah, twenty second of August and it w- won't be played on Tuesday night we don't think. Uh 
Norwich City play Ipswich Town on the Sunday. The big one. In a big... Uh, oh, the, old, the Old Farm Derby. <laughs> the Old Farm the Derby, as it's known. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the Sunday at 12 o'clock on Sky. So it's very unlikely the game will be on Tuesday, we don't think. So the game will either play Wednesday or Thursday that week. Mm. Just to note in your diaries there, guys. More likely to be Wednesday. More likely to be Wednesday. Many games on Thursday, they have a though. Sky game on the Thursday. So yeah. it depends if it's picked for Sky. We'll wait and see. Well, we do get picked for Sky, do we? So No, we haven't been picked for Sky yet. In, looking. in September and October, is that? Or is it October, October November, November now? So we're not on Sky until at least December now. It's a real shame. So when City are top of the league in December, they'll start putting on Sky again. Oh, Brilliant. Well, we'll that's discuss. Right. We'll look back on uh, the uh, the the victory over Portsmouth in the cup, and also the opening day defeat at Swindon in part two. Welcome back to part two of the pink, and we're going to uh, review uh, Swindon Town and Portsmouth now uh, with Andy Turner. Um, so yeah, obviously, opening day defeat was really disappointing, wasn't it, Andy? It was. It, it was disappointing, but uh, you know, it was more frustrating than anything else because um, um, certainly in the first half, I mean, they had four really good chances. Um, and should have, should have been ahead, uh, easily ahead. Um, but there's loads of positives to take from it. I mean, the, you know, we knew going into the game that Swindon were going to have a lot of the ball, a lot of possession. Um, but Coventry looked really good on the counter attack, looked really lively, um, and were creating good good opportunities. Albeit some of those opportunities were, were forced by errors um, from Swindon. But um, yeah, and and you know, just sort of sat deeper and deeper as the game went on um, and then that sort of conceded that, that goal um, late on which was the, the difference really but um, you know they you know you look at um, Marvin Sordow's performance I mean he came off at half time which is really unfortunate um, he got booked um, for a, a tasty bit of attack well he took one for the team really it was a professional foul to stop uh, um, Yasser Kasim um, breaking free um, so you know that, that's fair enough I suppose that's just all part of the game but after that um, he, he made another couple of tackles and one of which um, uh, he conceded a free kick and their players were sort of going down at every opportunity and make a real meal of it the bench were going mad and what sort of stuff they were clearly sort of trying to get him sent off so Tony Mowbray took the, the wise decision to withdraw him at half time I think there were a few there were a few comments on social media towards the end of the first half just saying I'd be removing okay. the sword out at yeah. half time uh, I, and it was a shame because it did yeah. seem to like, kind of noiter yeah. it did yeah because I mean he was the, the brightest sort of player really um, for City in the first half you know he, he created two of the chances um, uh, almost scored himself um, hit the hit the post um, and and looked really good just linking up and lively and um uh, and it just just really worked really. I'm quite excited about um, I'm quite pleased for him really because I think he's going to be a really good player he didn't feature on Tuesday night of course rested I presume um, but you know I thought he really looked the part um, but you know um, so I think there are a lot of positives to take from Saturday's game and I know it, you know there's a lot of disappointment and thinking oh first game lost the first game it's going to be a bad season that but you know you look look at the positives from that and then you look at Tuesday night and how they bounce back um, and just a stack of positives from Tuesday night, and and that's before we get five or six new players coming in. You know, we've still got Chris McCann, who's who's serves his third match of his match bands on Saturday. So next week he's going to be available. Um, you know, he's an obvious quality that's going to make a difference. And um, Lewis Page to come in, and, and other people to come in. So I think it's it's really exciting, really. What did you think of the changes Tony Mowbray made? I mean, obviously two guys didn't go on the pitch. Saturday is that something that you'd maybe have looked to introduce yeah I mean I can see why he did that I mean a lot of people sort of thought why didn't he throw uh, Marcus on but um, 
you know, I suppose Kwame Thomas um, went on late for about 20 minutes or something like that. And you can think, you know, City were being stretched at a time. Um, and, uh, sorry, uh, sort of pinned in at that time. And you could see his thinking, really, probably just wanted a bit of pace, a bit of excitement to, to release the pressure, really. Sort of, you know, just to spark something. It was probably a bit of a gamble. Um, but And it didn't pay off. Um and uh, so I guess that's a, you know in hindsight, um, which is a wonderful thing. That's a little bit disappointed. But Kyle Reid went on um, and, and looked quite lively, and um, he followed that up on Tuesday night as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, personally, I mean, I would have put Tud Guy on um, just because of his game management and his and his um, football brain, really. Um, but uh, but it wasn't to be. Obviously, Aidan, um, the Swindon Town goalkeeper caught a bit of controversy with his celebrations. Lawrence Vigaru, um, he yes. joined in the summer from Liverpool on a permanent deal. I think he upset um, a lot of fans, didn't he? And, um, it, City fans after he cel- he after Yassin's winner. Yeah, exuberant celebration after the goal, and uh, yeah, no, not one very happy with him, the City fans, and it uh, got a lot of abuse on social media, I believe. It did. It was a mixed abuse. I think it divided opinion. A lot of people saying fair play, he took it all game, um, and a lot of people saying you know it's not an example for kids. But you know. It, it's heat at the moment, and we we will. I think we'll Reece, do things. Reece has said that he'll do the same. Worse. He'll do the same at the Rico later in the year. Reese has already said on Twitter. So. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> one, Look out for that. One person who has impressed you in the first couple of de- um, games, Andy, is uh, Kean at the back. Kean Harris. Yeah, um, I just think that um, you know, it's almost gone a little bit unnoticed, which I think is a fantastic uh, sign, really. That you know, just. He gets on with the job, you know. Nobody's looking at him when he gets the ball and thinking, "Oh, you know, what's he going to do with it? Is he going to make a mistake?" Um, he just—he seems like he's just fitted into the side. You know, he's played all the pre-season and um, uh, and sort of uh, developed really from that that debut at Oldham, and he just looks part of the fixtures at the moment. You know, the, the fixtures and fittings of the team really. Um, and you know, he is a very good player, very talented player, and needed to add physicality to his to his game he's still working on that but um, he's just comfortable on the ball he's so calm and you can say the same about Ben Stevenson um, you know you, you feel confident when he's got the ball that he's not going to do anything silly with it and, and give it away or you know uh, or, um, make any sort of silly silly mistakes so um, you know it's a really good sign you know that the young players are uh, are really, really sort of um, bedding in and, and looking the part. Stevenson really did excite people, didn't he? I mean, he's he's even got a slight look of Madison about him. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, Tony Mowbray said after the game, you know, that he was a bit in the shadow of um, of James last year, um, and he, he joked, you know, he even got the same haircut. But uh, but you know, he's every bit as highly rated as James Madison. Um, but perhaps just a little bit behind in terms of his development, you know. Um, uh, and, and the only way, of course, that he really can develop is by getting minutes on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think what he's what he's shown the manager certainly on Tuesday night is, and he made this point that um, you know he's given him food for thought um, at a time when he was thinking about going out and, and getting more midfield players in. He's thinking, well, actually, you know. Ben Stevenson's there, you know. Why would I bring somebody else in? You know, save myself a few quid in terms of wages and stuff like that, um, that can go elsewhere on another player and in another position. When I've got young Ben there, who I know that could come in, I can trust. Um, so moving forward, he clearly sees him as part of the squad, um, and although he might not be starting every week, um, you know, he's there. And if they have injuries, suspensions, dips in form, you know, the lad will get his chance. Absolutely. Um, 
we're starting to see the best of Vlad as well on Tuesday night. Obviously, got the goal, uh, and it was just it was a great, great obviously for the youngsters. But Vlad, Vlad really impressed as well, didn't? He? Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people sort of wondered, you know, the big hole left by Flacky leaving, um, and um, Romain Vincelot as well. But um, but you know, he's doing the business at the minute. Um, he just seems to be. Um, getting better and better he's been a bit of a slow burner I think um, you know when he came in last back in the last season in March uh, it was a bit of a shock to his system you know the sort of pace of the game uh, the English game but um, you know he, he settled in and he looks the part and all that you ask about any of the players and that they've been impressed with him um, and he's just um, he's got so much to his game you know he, he can calm things down he can speed things up he, you know, he can pass the ball he can keep it simple um, and he's got an eye for goal as he showed um, when he popped up with a goal um, with a fantastic time run on to Lemiris's three ball so how do we judge uh, the performance on Tuesday because it was Pompey's B team yeah. they had um, Adam Barton centre half so you know, is with the armband though, with the right? armband you know, captain material obviously but uh, is it difficult to yeah. judge? I mean, I appreciate they won the game and extra time and stuff like that. They, they the did first make half it, was really pretty worrying, I thought. Well, they did make 11 changes, um, Pompey, but they've yeah. got, you know, they've got a bit of money there and they've got, they've got strength in depth there. So, um, you know, it was still a good side. Mm-hmm. Um, still a strong, strong side. Um, and, you know, it was a difficult first half because they sort of pressed City hard at the pitch and, and City struggled to um, get in their rhythm. Um, but, when Jody Jones went on, he just sort of provided the spark, and then um, uh, Carl Reed as well when he went on, um, and it just transformed. And, and City just uh, just looked; they were the only, the only team in it really mm-hmm. from that point on for the second half. But you know, uh, you know, Pompey was, was still a good side, and, and um, you know, I, I don't think that deflects away from you know the fact that they made so many changes deflects us away from. Um, the performance from from City. It's not like they had a load of kids in there. You know, they were oh, experienced yeah. players. I mean, they had Noel Hunt who went on there. You know, brother of Stephen who was at City last season. Um, you know, players who, who've been about a bit, who know the game. So, um, you know, they, yes, they didn't have Carl Baker and Michael Doyle on the pitch. Um, they were on the bench, but um, but they were still a good side. Yeah, Eddie Bates didn't get on. Well, well good, for us. Good, good for us because yeah. in, undoubtedly he would have caused yes. would have caused problems. But yeah. uh, but no, it was a good performance. I think it's just great for the the youngsters. Obviously, a lot of them on social media were just saying how chuffed they were to make their debuts and to you know the, the fans were great, etc., etc. Uh, and it was brilliant. Um, I mean, that can only that can only do good things for them, can't it? After an open day defeat. At the, to win at home to the Rico in quite a thrilling cup tie. They needed that win. They really did. And I think that was part of the thinking behind Tony Mowbray um, playing as strong a side as, as, as he did, sort of dared, really. Um, you know, we expected quite a few changes and, and quite a, a development squad sort of side, really, um, in this game. But the fact that he, he did... He only made three changes, um, and, um, and and some of those were like you know like Lemire is coming in for Jones, that sort of stuff. So it wasn't like he was weak in the side at all. Um, he clearly wanted to get a result. Uh, he, he thinks it's important to build that momentum to get that first win, you know, to take us into Saturday's game against Shrewsbury. And also, it's really important. I think I think they're really keen to to get this home form going again. You know. Um, you know, Rico um, uh, was a good place to play football last year, certainly in the first half of the season. You know where they went on on that sort of then um, was it eleven, twelve, thirteen games unbeaten in the league, whatever it was. Um, so I think they want that to continue again. As, as, yeah, and we're on the march to the arch, aren't we? Aiden? The Sky Blues won a cup tie uh, after crashing out of all three competitions at the first hurdle last season. Yes, it's, we're back on it. You know, it's the first time uh, I think it's in 
well, second time in eight years they've got to the second round. So there we go. So it's not exactly uh, prolific in the EFL Cup. No, normally if they win the first one, they end up at playing Arsenal. Yeah, that's who they right. played in. That's yeah, that's twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but we we did touch upon earlier about some of the um, players lauded the fans on social media. There were um, there were troubles getting in when they're in. Yeah, there's a ticket queues outside the ground. Uh, the club didn't have uh, turnstiles open, so you have to buy a ticket. Yeah, they, they weren't operating cash no, turnstiles. No, 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 no cash turnstiles. They were directing people to the match day ticket office situated yep. next to the Jimmy Hill statue. It was, the expanded match day. Ticket. Yes, obviously expanded. Um, it was a recipe for disaster, really, and that's what proved. You know, the fans were queuing. Um, what we've been told that gate, people outside the game, uh, outside the grounds, with 15 minutes of the game played. So it's a bit, bit of a, a, a poor show, really, by City. And I know they've made a, they've issued an apology uh, in a club statement. You know. Apologising to fans and they've, they've said that they'll work hard to get it right, and they're going to open turnstiles for the Strewsbury and Berry games. So, so it's just a matter of watching the space, really. But it was the lowest attendance ever at the Rico. Wasn't yeah, it? Lowest, we do we do need to you know put into yeah that lowest into ever some attendance context. at the Rico historical event. Um, you know, lowest before that was like against Burton and the JPT. I think a few years ago when they won ten nine on penalties. Uh, that was what uh, 2011, 2012, I think. Uh, so w- a while ago now. But uh, yeah, the, in comparison to the other League One sides and stuff, there was the attendance about similar. Uh, Oakwell was only about, about four thousand at Oakwell. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's just one of the things. EFL Cup. I think the time of the season it's come in, and the fact we've got the, the other. EFL trophy as well. The, re- the rebranding. It's now called the Trek Check Our Trade Trophy. Check Our Trade. Check Our Trade. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people were. I, I, I've had a conversation the other day, and um, a lot of people were confused about whether the EFL Cup was the one with the groups or mm, not. Yes, you know, exactly. It's because yeah. the names yeah. are so similar, isn't the it? The rebrand of yeah, the competition yeah, yeah. really hasn't done it any favour. No. So you know, I, I don't think we can read too much into the lowest attendance figures. But obviously, oh, that's they were. They were changed by the, the hefty cues, but we'll I'm sure we're back to a good attendance on Saturday. Fans will yeah. be up for it. First home game of the season, twelve thousand odd. You'd hope. It's almost like I, I, I heard on social media that uh, at one point in the afternoon, uh, some of the Wasp staff actually started helping out and selling the tickets because the, the one person at the Coventry City yeah. bit was getting overworked. There you go. There you go. Wasps. There were there were issues at Preston as well. <laughs> there were issues. At, uh, That's right. Was, was that Ticketmaster or we? Uh, we're not sure yet. Um, but there were pretty hefty queues at Preston after they weren't operating if you cash bought a ticket before well. did you have to go collect it at it's possible it's some people what, so. what happened was obviously you have season tickets they've got 5,000 season ticket holders what was meant to happen is that the game if they bought the game online it's meant to go on their season ticket which not everyone has received yet a season ticket right. card um, if you had received your season ticket card the game couldn't be put on for some reason to do with Ticketmaster um, so therefore the ticket the season ticket fans who thought they'd put the game on the card then had to go to the Rico to collect them on the day, which is obviously where the uh, confusion came in and where the queues came from. One of the reasons, uh, if, if it had all gone swimmingly with the um, the season tickets, it would have been easier for everyone. But unfortunately, it just didn't, and it's Ticketmaster to blame rather than the city. But you know, they, they should have opened as soon as that happened. They should have opened cash, yeah, cash turnstiles. Um, the fact that people had to pay a pound extra as well is. Uh, you know, another thing to worry about. Contentious issue. Yeah. yeah but yeah, as you say, Aidan, we're certain that there'll be a bigger crowd this weekend. And um, for this weekend, it's Shrewsbury. And we'll be previewing that in part three. Yes, welcome back to part three of the pink. And Shrewsbury Town this weekend, Aidan. Big clash at the Rico. 
Yep, uh, the Screws are in town. Uh, they they lost to MK Dons in the first game of the season. To I've got to one say, nil, I, one it, it was 1-0, yeah. and uh, it could have been more, it should have been more. MK Dons were quite uh, quite wasteful, and the goalkeeper for Shrewsbury had a nightmare. I think it was his debut, uh, really, really poor yeah. performance. Well, there you go. And then, then if they, well, actually, they followed that up with a 2-1 victory over Huddersfield Town in midweek in the Cup. Huddersfield rested quite a few players, but it was still quite a strong championship side. Um, and they, 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 they emerged with a 2-1 victory, Lewis Dodds scoring the winner. And what Shrewsbury have done this year, um, Mickey Mellon's got a bit of money uh, in the club. Sorry, Mickey Mellon. Mickey Mellon. It's still the best manager. It's still a great name, yeah. But it, they, they've invested quite a lot, and they've signed, well, quite a lot of players, about 11 players, I think, um, and got a whole new team. They had started eight new signings on Saturday against MK Dons last weekend. Um, so it's a whole new team. And they've got players with experienced, experienced League One players. And it's an interesting strategy to go down. Um, I know last season, James, they went down a bit of a younger strategy, didn't they, in terms of who they were signing. Um, but they brought in players with a lot of experience. A bit like, uh, well, free from Port Vale. So they're pretty much Port Vale's like, feeder club. Uh, Lewis Dodds, AJ Leak Smith and uh, Ryan McGiven are coming from Port Vale. All pretty solid. AJ Smith's a very good player. Yeah, all, all solid. I like Lewis Dodds. I've always liked him. Decent league one. Obviously, got Jim O'Brien, we all know all about. Oh, um, Jim's back at the Rico at the weekend. He started in, in his first game. I thought he ended up both. No, he didn't. He got his move to. Uh, yeah, that's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. But there we go. Yeah, okay. He's not any close to Barnsley at the moment. Okay. Uh, they've also signed Joe Riley from Bury, who's a decent player. They've signed Adam O'Hab, who's El Hab, sorry, from Brighton, who's a big, uh, big defender. Uh, Antonio Starkovic, who I really like, is from Fleetwood, um, attacking midfielder, always really creative. Ollie Lancashire from um, Rochdale, I'm sure I'm from Rochdale. Um, and Gary Deegan as well, we all know about the Gary Deegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for that one. We all know about Gary Deegan. We, but yeah, they got, he, he, he's, 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 he definitely he played on Tuesday night, so he might get a start. Um, he, I think he still has a beard. Uh, they've also <laughs> bought in, like this week, last week they bought in I- Ivan Tony from Newcastle, a 20 year old striker you might have heard of. Newcastle signing from Northampton uh, last season, I think. He went on loan to Barnsley um, and didn't score that many goals, but he played an important role for them off the bench. We um, how Newcastle loanies in League One. Exactly. Yeah. But no, he's, he's not mm. prolific. He's not prolific. He, he made his debut in the uh, against Huddersfield, what, playing quite five minutes, I think. So he's in line to start this weekend. And I think he is a. I think he could do really well there, but not score more. Than, he won't score twenty goals, I don't think. But they've got they've got a good side. I um, think it'll be a tough test. It will be a really tough test. But I think City are more than capable of getting a result. Uh, but it will be an interesting game. I think it will be a, a Jim O'Brien, Gary Deegan watch. Deegan got sent off, didn't he, uh, for South End last time City played him, and um, you know back on at the Rico um, where he started out here. So um, I think it's, he's going to be kicking, quite a few people up in the kicking air, and so. snapping at everybody's yeah. heels. I think City have met these at a good time, though. I think when they've signed, they've got eight new signings in the team. Like I said, against MK Dons, they've got a lot of new players. It's going to take a bit of time to bed in. I think. Playing them early is a good thing. I think if they if they can get on a roll late in the season, I, I think that. Do you fancy him for? I, I won't fancy promotion. I fancy him yeah, in the top half. I think they'll they'll be they're there and thereabouts. They've got a decent side, and I think if they kick on. They might be all right, but yeah, we'll wait and see. I've taken a, a dislike to Shrewsbury Town. I used to think they were a really nice club, but they banned their local oh. newspaper. Uh, reporter um, for ridiculous reasons um, so um, let's hope they get stuffed on Saturday they also announced signing to like 10.30 at night as well we don't like that no we don't like that but, um, <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing Jim uh, Jim O'Brien back one of my favourite moments Jim O'Brien was when I can't remember 
who misplaced the pass, someone misplaced the pass to him at the Rico, and obviously he was on the touchline just in front of the press box, and he absolutely tore a strip off this guy for his a teammate. It might have been Ryan Haynes, or maybe wrong, I think it was for, about, for about yeah. a minute. For a, just screaming, and I'm just sat there I'm, thinking, you know what, Jim? I think you need to stop now. I think, <laughs> I think that's just getting a bit serious. Isn't that like one of the reasons Mopu's kind of let him go, sort of thing? His, his attitude on the pitch, maybe, and not saying it is, but you know, his attitude on the pitch was not always the best. You know, yeah, doing that, yeah. berating teammates. It's, it's not a positive. Approach, it's yeah. not positive, I would say. But we'll let, let's yeah. see how he does. Uh, we've also got Berry as well next week, haven't we? Next Tuesday. So um, I think it's two games City can get six points from. I think Berry will definitely be down there at the end of the season. Yeah, I think it, the way to look uh, at it is like that. Didn't get off quite well though? Obviously, they sold quite a few players, but they actually won. They got they got they got victory at the weekend. It was quite high scoring, wasn't it, Gig Lane? But you just you just wonder whether it's because I've heard changes. Ten things you need to learn. About ten things League you need one. to learn about League One. Uh, but um, no, I think I think Barry will be down there. The f- it's bit of an exodus, isn't it? it? It represents a good opportunity, doesn't it, for City to kick on. We had a poor start to the season at Stru- Fru- since Swindon, despite a positive display in some some parts. They come into these two games six points on the board. You know that would be great. Exactly. It really will kickstart them, and uh, yeah. you know, and with the feel-good factor of having new signings this month as well, yeah. you know, it'll set them up really nicely. Yeah, I agree. Huge, huge week. Um, well, I guess the only thing left to discuss is um, a little bit around the football league. Uh, obviously, Big Kelvin hasn't been impressing. No, no, he made his debut. <laughs> obviously, Kelvin Wilson, who was uh, very close to signing for the Sky Blues uh, two but weeks turns ago, out he's not very good. Well, it's in it's early <laughs> days, but he made his debut for Rotherham in their League Cup tie against Morecambe. Played 45 minutes before he was subbed off for Richard Wood. Uh, the fans are not impressed. He had a shaky uh, appearance, and uh, some of them have described it as the worst player ever to wear a Rotherham shirt. Which in 45 minutes is not com- a bad effort. There must I, be some competition for that. I, uh, yeah, I would assume so. I think that's a bit harsh, perhaps, but we'll see how he gets on. Well, it'd be really interesting actually to see how he does get on there because you know obviously he's had this um, this chronic sort of back problem over the last few years, um, which you know if that does um, um, set him back and he does have problems with that, then you know it'll be one of those. It'll be a, a clear case of you know well that was a lucky escape really. Yep, definitely. And uh, just to touch on the Shrewsbury Town, obviously they've signed eleven players, um, but my favourite statistic of the summer transfer window is that Clark at Kilmarnock has signed 11 players and he signed uh, 6 on the same day uh, so that's my that's my little trivia See, that's how it's done so there you go uh, so there's still the hope day. for the Sky Blues yeah, right. yeah, Mog- Mog- Mowbray wants 6 faces he can get it done in 24 yeah. hours believe no problem but it's, no, it's a lot of paperwork <laughs> as ever it's a lot of writing yeah, hell, yeah. <laughs> as ever on Coventry Telegraph um, we'll have all coverage of the pre-match press conference tomorrow and we'll have coverage of the game at the Rico if you can't make it down there um, so with that I think I'll say bye to Aiden See you later. I'll say bye to Andy. Thanks, James. I'll say bye to Dan. Adios. Uh, And thank you, listener. See you next week.